Welcome to The Beat with JoJo Doman, powered by Husker Online. Nebraska linebacker JoJo Doman gives you an in-depth look at the Husker football program and beyond. The Beat is brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate. And hello and welcome again to another edition of The Beat. Sean Callahan of Husker Online with JoJo Doman, as you heard, brought to you by our title sponsor, Edgewater Insurance in Real Estate, your locally owned and operated insurance agency serving the heartland of Nebraska from Binkelman to Omaha and everywhere in between. JoJo, obviously um, back from Champaign, and it was not the start um, anybody wanted to the season. Um, very, very tough game. There, there were some high points at especially in the first half where it really looked like you guys were taking hold. And then just some moments that, that changed that game. Just your overall take on, on the season opening loss at Illinois. Man, a lot to learn from. Um, we can allow this to define us or we can, uh, or we can grow from this. And, you know, as, as a senior in this room, we don't have any other option but to keep moving forward and to, and to adjust and to adapt. And, you know, that didn't feel good for anybody. I know Husker Nation was hurt after that, and so so were we. Um, ain't nobody want to win more than Coach Frost, believe that. And for the result not to be in our favor hurts, but that's why you compete, you know. And you play for the love of the game. The uh, The show goes on. We can't, we can't roll over. We will not roll over, and we will be better from this. You know, JoJo, it was interesting. As I was sitting in O'Hare waiting to get home, I posted the mailbag and said we're doing a show I had some Husker fans say, you're doing a show this week. I mean, and we talked off air about this. I'm like, yeah, it's one hour a week. You don't have any in-person classes. Obviously, you're, you're, it's not conflicting with anything you got going on in preparation for Fordham right now. Right. Um, you know, and we said, you know what, we gotta do, we're going to do this show, rain or shine, win or, lo- win or lose each week. Yeah, this is, this is not a fair-weather show like you were talking about, and the show must go on. And, you know, we committed to this. Um, back in August, back in July, and we're going to deliver. And you know, this doesn't take away from my football. If anything, it just adds to my investment in this program because I'm not going to come on here and just talk blasphemy on here and, and, and speak on things that I'm not, that I'm not really about because that that just make me a hypocrite. So this, this show has really empowered me to, to take my leadership to that next level, um, to, to just be a voice and a thought leader of this program. Um, I'm blessed to be in this position, and, and we will move forward, and we will be better from this point-blank period. Got to ask you, you guys got to work right away Monday for Fordham, and we're taping here Monday afternoon. Uh, one of the things I, you know, some guys talked about is just the, the tone at practice. There was no music, just trying to create your own energy, getting ready for that 11 a.m. You know, game in Memorial Stadium. Typically those 11 a.m. games are, you know, are sometimes harder to get the, the, the crowd going um, what was the approach that you noticed this week starting off on Monday? Well, after a tough loss like that where everyone's heart um, is let down, it's kind of like a hangover. And the worst thing you can do for a hangover is stay in bed. Um, the best thing you can do for a hangover is to hydrate, get yourself moving, and get on with your day. And today was we had to overcome that hangover. Um, there was no music. You know, Energy was low initially, but... Um, I think when everyone felt that they they were just like, okay, this ain't it. Like, this isn't us. Like, where's our swagger? We got to get our swagger back. Like, we gotta we gotta prepare. This is the preparation um, for the game that that we that we talk about, that we preach about. So, 
you know, I, we ended up with a great practice today and, and really we just went over all the, the issue plays from the last week because you get beat on it once, other teams are going to attack it again. So just um, buckling down on, on the misfits and, and the formational issues or s specific schemes and coverages we went over and uh, we got something out of it today. How big are these next two weeks? I mean, not to look ahead, but I'm going to look ahead. And, you know, later in September, the number two ranked team in the country with the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, you guys will go down to Norman and play Oklahoma. You've got two games now against Fordham and Buffalo in Memorial Stadium to get things figured out here before you have to go maybe play the best team on your schedule all year. It's about us. It's about us. It doesn't matter who we're playing. And uh, we're not going to – we cannot uh, bring our level of play down and speed of play down to our opponent. So this week um, – is all about proving ourselves and, and earning the respect um, for ourselves and and just doing what we do at full uh, full speed and we should be we should run up this thing on Saturday it shouldn't be close everybody should play um, and that's just how it should be is it going to be like that I, I don't know but that that's our goal and we just have to take care of business and play fundamentally sound and do our assignment and allow everything else to sort itself out and, and that's our mindset. And you're listening here to The Beat with JoJo Doman. And, you know, JoJo, one of the cool things that we do each week on The Beat is um, Edgewater Insurance and yourself work with a different local charity. It's our Husker Heartbeat portion of the show. And um, wanted to move into this uh, week's Husker Heartbeat as uh, we picked a very um, unique charity and, and something very um, special to you, JoJo, for this week's Husker Heartbeat. That's right. We are helping out the Nolan family. Um, Greg Nolan and his family adopted three kids from Haiti um, during the Haitian earthquakes. And now little buddy Kai's all grown up as a freshman in high school and, uh, and, is, and is going through some, going through some adversity. And, and I'm just blessed to be in a position where we can, where we can help them out and uh, they could be a part of this Husker heartbeat. Kai, hey buddy. Hi. You uh you excited for your first Husker game next week? Oh yeah, I am super excited to come out. It's crazy. I know you've been uh your dad's yeah, been telling me you've been watching me on TV and I and now you get to come out and, and see me in person and and get to bring in all the memorial. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Uh -huh. I am super excited. Well, good. Now uh man, you are going through a tough battle right now and my heart man is is with you as you're going through this process man and and football's been taken from you at this moment how how's that been for you and, and how are you handling um this adversity and how much has your family um helped out in this process for you buddy oh well it's been such a blessing because i think i've had everybody by my side help me out through this and it's pretty crazy that I have cancer, and it's not the fact that I have it. It's just I wasn't able to play football, so that really hurt me a lot. But I've been able to get out with my team and hang out with them and be around the boys and just know that I'm still a part of the team, even though that I'm not playing, which is still fun. And my parents have helped out because <laughs> they've gotten me a whole bunch of beanies. I currently have, like, 52 beanies <laughs> just from people who sent, in, sent them in from, like, friends and family. 
we have a caring site and it's just crazy to see how much people are here supporting me through this that's amazing to hear i know uh when i went through my acls um i came to the realization and the acceptance of god gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers so for you to be in this position man you uh you're an overcomer you're a fighter and I know you're gonna you're gonna move past this, and you're gonna grow from this, and you're gonna have a heck of a story to tell um, one day when you're older. And, and this is in the rear view. Um, Greg, hey man. Sure. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good to good to hear from you, buddy. Um, how has this been on the Nolan family and uh, this whole situation? And how how is this Husker heartbeat um, gonna help you guys in this process? Wow, I tell you. Well, when this when this hit a couple months ago, um, we found out almost the same day that Melissa had to have a hysterectomy. So we had really two medical issues going at the same time. And um, it, it, it's it been um, something we wouldn't choose to grow, to grow through, but we have. And, uh, you know, Kai's got older brothers and sisters, and they've jumped in and helped. But uh, I will tell you, there are, is some financial... Uh, difficulty that goes along with having a kiddo with cancer and this has come around at a phenomenal time um it's been such a blessing to us and and uh i think being able to bring kai out to see a play is going to be on the emotional side just trying to keep some normal with some of the crazy and so we're just so looking forward to, to bringing him out and adding one of your former teammates. Kaysen's going to come along. Let's go. And he's been excited to see see his buddy who he's played with since sixth grade until college. That's awesome, man. I, uh, I'm so excited right now. I got goosebumps and the selflessness that your family has displayed over the years and everything that you guys are about. Um, I know you guys are just growing stronger from this, and I'm excited to – to link back up with you guys this weekend and, and to bring all these efforts in towards helping you guys in this situation. And I appreciate you guys' time and jumping on here. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So US Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, thanks again um, to Kai and Greg Nolan here for coming on and uh, being a part of this week's Husker Heartbeat uh, give back. And uh, we wanted to mention this too. There is a meal train um, on mealtrain.com. Uh, type in Kai Nolan, K-A-I-N-O-W-L-I-N, uh, and, and Husker Nation. Support the Nolan family as Kai battles through cancer. Um, you can also um, get a Husker Heartbeat Charity t-shirt on the Dominator.com. The proceeds from this week's t-shirt sales will be donated to the Nolan family. So thanks again to Kai and Greg for joining us. When we come back here on the show, we're going to bring in another former Husker to the program Luke Gifford, uh, now with the Dallas Cowboys, will join us next. You're listening here to The Beat with JoJo Doman. You're listening to The Beat with JoJo Doman, brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate. And welcome back here to The Beat, as you heard, brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate. Sean Callahan, JoJo Doman, 
as Nebraska getting ready for this week's game against Fordham. This segment of The Beat brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill, 30th and Yankee Hill. Get on into Tanner's. Watch all the Husker football action. It was packed there uh, this past weekend for the Illinois game. It will be a great spot to go before the game, after the game, during the game. That's Tanner's on 30th and Yankee Hill Road, a proud segment sponsor here. But, JoJo, let's bring in our next guest, a guy that I know you have a ton of respect for. Um, you played with him at Nebraska um, for a couple of years, and now he's off in the NFL with the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome to the program, Lincoln Southeast Knight, former Husker, now current <laughs> Dallas Cowboy, Luke Gifford. Giff, how you doing, man? Love it. I'm good, man. It's good to be on the pod. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, so it's an honor. Giff, bro, have you ever been to Tanner's Bar and Grill down down South Lincoln? Oh yes, yep. That's a that's a pretty uh, common spot for me when I'm back, man. It's it's good. Dude, we'll have to go grab a bite there sometime. I uh, I just recently was put on, and they they do a great job down there. So that's sweet. I uh, kind of turning our, our attention to. I mean, let's recap this this game last week. I know you. I know you watched it. I know you're a heavy. Husker fan supporter, obviously, and your brother's playing for us and is contributing on, I think, three or four special teams. And what just yep. kind of touch on like what you saw as a as a former player and and what what was familiar and what was foreign to you just watching the game. For sure, you know, I think overall, like the appearance of of the team and um, you you can really tell just how much you guys. Have put in in the weight room I think you guys look completely different you know as far as especially on defense like D-line and linebackers DBs you guys all you guys all look apart you know and then I think offensively as well in the trenches um we're a completely different team you know you, you guys look apart it's just it's just going to be about learning how to win again I think um you know a lot of guys have been there been there for losing seasons and at this point to me, it seems like a lot of it is mental. You know, I'm on the outside looking in, and um, but I also know what it feels like when that first thing goes wrong and then all those things that you remember from the last few years come flooding back to your head, and it's kind of that here-we-go-again moment, you know. So yep. it's it's tough. I know how hard it is, um, but you guys got the guys to do it. Yes. Uh, the leaders, you know, yourself and, and Adrian and – those guys have been through it, you know, so there's no doubt in my mind you can turn it around. We talk, the talk we have in our locker room is winning's a habit and unfortunately losing is too. And, and we really just, I mean, we had, we have, we still have so much going for us and not allowing this to define our season, but allowing this to, and using this as fuel to, double down on the little things and double down on our preparation and challenging ourselves um, in the stadium and outside the stadium. You're, you're, you've been in the league now. So how, how have you shifted like your perspective on, on winning and losing now being like on an NFL team? Like how has that shifted for you and your energy towards winning the game? Do you feel like you brought any of that baggage from from your losing seasons here to the league, or do you feel like a new like a new player out there? How how is that shaped out for you? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good question, man. I think you know, um, I think you can always 
take from your experiences. You know, I, I, there's a lot that I take from Nebraska and the things that went wrong and also the things that went right. You know, I think about my senior year and kind of the, the corner that we turned. Um, and those are a lot of things that I have tried to bring with me. And, and the other things, you know, I, I definitely remember the losses and the things that we didn't do, but they're really, really, I try to stay positive and think about the things that we did. Um, yeah. So for me, I think the biggest thing is just preparation. You know, you can always control what you do every day and how you're preparing for the game, whether it be su- uh, Saturday or Sunday. You know, you can always control how you're feeling going into the game and how prepared you are. That's something that will never change. Um, and then I think, you know, for me, another thing was really learning um, just how to be neutral and, like, control my emotions mm. and the way that I play the game. Um you know, this is talking more individually. Um, obviously, it's it's a team game, and there's a lot there's a lot more pieces to it. But I think just with the experience and the things we went through at Nebraska, it's really changed the way I go about things. I can only imagine. Yeah, man. I uh, one we are we are turning this thing around, and it's we got to it, it's in the preparation, it's in the details, and we just on Saturday we want to walk off that field with something to show for it, and. When I move on to the next level and the next phase, just like you have, I I hope I do the same. Um, what you were saying, how, how bringing all the good and all the bad, the failure and the success, and, and allowing that to just form me into a, into a better man. So I respect no that a lot. And so just to rewind a little bit, let's talk a little bit about 2018, your senior year. Um, you were you were a captain. <clears throat> Um, what was the leadership like on that team, and how? We know we had a rough start that year. How did how did y'all keep the as the as the leaders on the team? How did you keep everything in perspective and keep pushing and, and finish better than you started? Yeah, you know, I think when I think back about it, um, you know, I don't think we really kind of took control of it until halfway through the year. I think we always had the, I think we had the right idea on how to lead, but um, we never, it was never a player led team until I, around, I think it was Purdue or Northwestern around that time, you know? Yeah. And that was really when we started to turn the corner and I can tell, you know, and, and just talking to Isaac and hearing you guys talk and Adrian's podcast, like I can tell that you guys know how to lead. You know, you're leading the right way. You got a lot of guys down there that um, can do it, you know. So I know there's no doubt in my mind that you guys can get this thing turned around. But I just think about my senior year, and and it was really just about, like, taking control of it ourselves. You know, I think the scheme, what you're being caught, or, uh, taught and coached to do is, like, it's important, obviously, right? But at the end of the day, we're the ones out there on the field making it happen, yep. you know. It doesn't matter what scheme you're running. At the end of the day, if you don't have 11 bad dudes out there, it doesn't matter, you know. Yep. So I think I think it's really about taking over the guys. It's the guys taking over, um, and I think you know that. And Adrian would say the same thing. So dude, go into more um, depth. Go that into, was the biggest thing. Go into more depth on what a player-led team looks like and feels like, and everything that entails. Yeah, you know, to me, I think one of the biggest things is, is trust and accountability, mm. you know. Um, I think 
it's it really comes down to the little things, doing the right things all the time, preparing, taking care of your body, um, knowing your assignment. Those are things that, especially at this level now, you know, like you just you, you don't go into a game not knowing your assignment right. or what you're going to do or or having gone through it in your head a hundred thousand times. You know, that's just not that's the standard. And, you know, I know college is a little bit different, but to me, it shouldn't be. <laughs> that's why you're there. You know, you're go, you're there for school. But at the same time, it you're there for really for one reason, yep. you know, and, and that's the way in games. And I know some people might might not like that, but that's the truth. And so I think, you know, there's there's obviously a balance between your social life and all that stuff. And it's it's good to be there and have fun. But at the end of the day, you're responsible for your job and what you bring to the team. And you should be able to trust the guy next to you that he's going to do what he's supposed to and bring 110% every day. Yep, definitely. I, uh, I think something that, I mean, football teaches you is that every action has an equal and opposite reaction and yep. that there's a ripple effect to everything. And if you miss your block, you're not you're not only getting the ball carrier killed, but then, you know, your offense is starting at a at a lesser point on the field, worse field position. Right. You blow a coverage. Not only did you blow your assignment, but you're putting you're putting other people at risk. So it's like it's the ultimate team game, and and we have to take such pride sure. and accountability in our jobs and just doing what's doing what's asked of us, and just trusting your technique and trusting the coverage, trusting the scheme, and allowing everything else to just unfold the the way it does no doubt all right well we're going to pick this back up with luke gifford i want to ask him something about the game last week as well when we come back so uh we're talking with former husker and now current dallas cowboy luke gifford you're listening here to the beat with jojo doman you're listening to the beat with jojo doman brought to you by edgewater insurance and real estate and welcome back here to The Beat, brought to you by Edgewater Real Estate and Insurance. This segment of The Beat, as we pick things back up with Luke Gifford, brought to you by Gary Michaels Clothiers on their new in their new location on 56th and Pine Lake Road. They will officially dress the Nebraska football team, JoJo, I'm told, by the Northwestern game. You guys should have these suits where... Can you get that? They're going to give these guys suits this year, Luke. Man, you, you waited uh, too long. You, you got out of too quick. Everyone's going to get a suit from Gary Michaels Clothiers um, to wear uh, to the football games this year. I tell you what, man. I was searching, like, frantically for a suit. My first preseason game, my rookie year. So, you guys will be set heading into that. Well, we got to get him hooked up with Gary. But um, I, I do want to ask you this, Luke, before you and JoJo pick it back up because – I can't really get an answer out of Coach Frost on this, and I don't want to put JoJo in this position to talk about the refs, but I can put you in this position to talk about the refs. <laughs> oh, that yeah. play to Caleb Tanner, you're a linebacker. You've hit many quarterbacks in your yep. career. Just give me your thoughts on that play to Caleb Tanner, the late hit uh, that was 30 yards in penalties that took away a Cam taylor Britt interception and the chance to possibly put Nebraska up 10 to 14 points going into the locker room. Yeah, you know, I'm obviously biased, but I I thought it was ridiculous. Um, you know, I think – I just don't think there's any way – the, the taunting I get, you know, uh, but the the roughing the passer or whatever they actually called, it just – you can't stop yourself. You're playing the game 100 miles an hour, and it was a bang-bang play. It wasn't like he was he was really late or anything like that. and. I mean, it completely changed the game, like you said. Um, 
So, yeah, man, I was I was probably just as mad as anyone was for that. And I think for Caleb, you just tell him, you know what, man, you keep doing what you're doing. He played his butt off, and you just move on to the next one, you know. But there, there's no doubt that that play was definitely kind of changed momentum and changed the game for A- sure. Absolutely. And just talking to Caleb, he, he was on a Texas stunt, so he wrapped underneath, and he didn't. Yep. He couldn't tell if the quarterback had the ball or not. Um, he was just putting right. his face mask in the chest and, and, and finishing the play. So really unfortunate how that all unfolded. But to turn our focus back to you, brother, now you're in the NFL. You are in your prime time. You are doing, you're doing something that all football athletes aspire to do um, at one point when we're you know in the backyards playing, beating up on our little brothers, um, yeah. watching football on Sundays, going out during halftime and, and, and playing. Now, how has that adjustment been for you, and where have you seen most improvement in your game? Man, it's been, um, first of all, it's just been a huge blessing. You know, I think, like you just said it, man, like this is what every little kid dreams of, you know. So um, it's just been amazing. It's been an amazing experience. I think the biggest thing for me was just, you know, I prepared well in college, but um, the the level – of preparation that you need now and um as far as like taking care of your body and being able to play every sunday is just it's super important man like the best thing that'll or the thing that'll keep you around is being available if you're not available you can't be on a roster you know and i've learned that quick you know i've i've had plenty of injuries and thankfully um they've stuck with me but i think that's the biggest thing is just learning how to take care of your body and then preparation it's your job you know you're getting paid a lot of money to know what to do and be accountable so it's just it's just another step up from from college you know and I I don't you know I I thought I thought coming in that the speed would be a lot different and but really it's not I feel like Mm. playing in the Big Ten you know we see it every week where I'm I'm playing against the same guys that I played against in college it's just you know it's obviously different but We've seen a lot of these guys, so it's still ball. But I think just the work that you have to put in outside of the facilities or off the field is just its on a whole nother level. Yeah, yep. Now, you played 70-plus snaps yesterday. How, yeah, 70-plus. That's the first time in a while. That's dope. How, uh, how's that body feeling? What are you doing for recovery today? We're sore. Uh, we are feeling it today. Um Today actually is pretty slow. We just kind of did a little stretch and a jog this morning. But then we actually – so Coach McCarthy um, does this thing. We call it stay days, um, which is basically like just regen days. We we do a couple hours of like yoga. Wow. Um, stretching. Um, we do the boots, normal tech boots. So I, I, I got to say that I think Coach McCarthy probably takes care of us better than – any other place in the league he's when it comes to regen and stuff like that man he's he's top notch so it's been a blessing but that's that's not enough you know and you know that so it's always hot tub cold tub for me the boots stretching it's it's a never-ending battle wow that is good to hear yeah man i just i mean i remember after ohio state last year i felt like i got hit by a bus going 40 miles per hour like i couldn't even like take off my own clothes take off my own socks so I get it. I can't only imagine what those NFL hits felt like. 
They're the same. They don't change much. Yeah. <laughs> now, you played against Devine last night? Yeah, yep. How Divine, cool was that, he, he man? Was, I saw, uh, he played his butt off. I saw you guys, I saw you chasing him down a couple mid-zones and stuff. You, uh, He kept running away from you. Yeah, we, we had a couple run-ins, though. You guys didn't see those. He's uh, He about trucked me on one. I, I, I got him down, but man. He, uh, he was turning them legs. That's for sure, dude. Them big legs. Now you see, uh, you see uh, Matt Farniak very often. I know he's competing for a job right now. Yeah, all the time, man. He's been he's been doing really well. He works his butt off and smart dude. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. But he's had a great camp. Yeah, I want to ask you too. Um, what about Randy Gregory? I, I know you was before your time, JoJo, but he's another yeah. former Husker on that team. And man, he's been through a lot. But the guy can still play some football. Man. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Randy is still as freaky as as ever, man. And he's a great dude. We're we're actually our lockers right down, um, right next to each other. So we talk quite a bit. But man, I'm so excited for him this year and just have a full year, full year with him. He's gonna um, he's gonna do a lot of good things. I'm pumped for him. He's he's gonna blow up. There's no doubt. Now you went from playing for one of the best fan bases in the country at Nebraska to playing for America's team. What's that like? Yep. Is there is there like a specific culture that the Cowboys got going on, or a standard, or or what's that like? Yeah, man, it's to be honest, it's very similar. Um, I think the NFL in general, you know, it's just more of a business. Um, I think fans are different. Um, it's more, it's almost like entertainment, you know, like from a stand a fan standpoint. You know, there's obviously diehards, but like. It's just, it's still about the money, you know, and that's not, I'm not saying anything bad about the Cowboys, like the organization itself and um, the way they do things is top notch. It's amazing. It's, I've been so blessed to be here, but, and I'm, I'm biased obviously because I'm a Lincoln kid and grew up Husker fan and there's just, honestly, there's just nothing like Nebraska sports and Nebraska fans. Um, I think it's really just made me, appreciate even more how much I love and miss Nebraska fans and being able to play in Memorial Stadium. You know, there's, don't get me wrong, there's nothing like playing in AT&T when it's packed on a Sunday, but um, Memorial Stadium will always just kind of hold a special place in my heart, that's for sure. Absolutely. that's I'm trying to relish every moment of it and uh, make it worthwhile. Make it, do something out there worth celebrating, for sure. No doubt. Now, uh, GIF, bro, I'm just appreciate you uh hopping on with us and 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 being a leader and being a role model for me and in my younger years here and really paving the way and and showing showing me what a nebraska football player and what a black shirt uh looks like and and acts like and your little brother's next up man and i'm blessed to have him in my room and he's he's really come underneath my wing and he's going to be successful here so we got a long line of the gifford legacy left in the tank here so I'm excited to see what he does, and appreciate you taking the time and hopping on with us. And good luck this year. I know uh, cuts cuts are tonight, cuts are later today. So uh, yeah. Tuesday, cut to cuts are tomorrow. Tuesday, yeah, yeah, bro. Good luck with yeah. that. Guys, got a plan for you. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. It's been fun to watch you, and I already know where you guys are going this season. Um, you guys got a lot of good leaders and, and a lot of good players. So. I'm always room for you, always here for you. Uh, I appreciate you, bro. All right, bro. All right, well, thanks again to Luke Gifford uh, for joining us here 
on the beat with Jojo Doman. More to come. We're going to take your questions in the mailbag next. You're listening here to The Beat. You're listening to The Beat with Jojo Doman, brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate. And welcome back here to The Beat. Sean Callahan with Jojo Doman. As you heard, we are brought to you by Edgewater Insurance in real estate, your locally owned and operated insurance agency serving the heartland of Nebraska from Binkelman to Omaha and everywhere in between. But this segment of the show here on The Beat brought to you by our newest sponsor, Jojo uh, Pioneer Seed. Pioneer is an American seed brand since 1926. Pioneer is proud to work with generations of American farmers in the most complex and rewarding industry on earth. From your friends at Pioneer, thank you, farmers. And Jojo, you've got a unique connection. Pioneer Seed, obviously, um, your, your girlfriend, Megan, from Grand Island, um, her family, um, her father works for Pioneer Seed. That's right. When I was out in Colorado, um, they did like a business retreat at the Great Wolf Lodge, and I came up to see Megan and got to meet some of the some of the staff and that's when I threw out the idea, like, yo, be a segment sponsor, and, and here we are. So I'm glad to have them on board. Well, let's get to it. I mean, we, we talked about, you know, years ago, I heard a Nebraska coach say this, and I always remember this, Jay Norvell, he's now the head coach of Nevada. He said, you know what? We knew when we got to Nebraska, it wasn't going to be all wine and roses. And today's one of those days. It's a tough mailbag. you you got to expect some tough questions after a game like Saturday, JoJo, and, and we're uh, going to try to go through two segments of the mailbag here. First question out of the gates what do you say to your teammates following a loss like Saturday? Yeah, you win with honor and you lose with honor. And just like in the Husker prayer, um, and if we shall lose and we'll stand by the road and cheers the winners go by, like we got to look in the mirror and really take ownership and responsibility for the, the millimeter, the minute things that, that resulted in catastrophic sequences and the little things that led to us losing the game. I mean, we spotted them 11 points. Like we talked all month, like this is the big 10. We don't have room for error. You can't spot a team 11 points in this league and expect to win. Next question here. Um, what adjustment did Illinois make on offense, particularly that first drive of the third quarter, they went eight minutes. I mean, that, that is a long freaking drive. And, and yep. it wasn't like they were doing anything where they getting big chunks, but what were they doing just with how they attacked you to kind of keep that drive going? Yeah, well, they kept running to the boundary um, is basically what they did. They, they used unbalanced formations to get us in to overcompensate to the field. And then and they made our guys tackle in the boundary just again and again and again. And I think we just we got to know that um, we also might need to switch up schematically and, and get an extra body over there um, knowing that maybe switch up personnel we just need something um they adjusted at halftime and we didn't uh came out on our heels and got pushed back and drove down the field and did not set us up, did not set ourselves up for success moving forward in that second half and when you say boundary let's explain this to our listeners boundary is the shorter side of the field and then the field is the longer side of the field and then you and cam taylor Britt are traditionally on the field and then um, the, the strong side, like, like Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, those types of guys, they're on the boundary. Right. So they, they were kind of attacking the shorter side of the field and not going on the other side of the field. Yep, pulling guards, cracking down, um, making, making our guys fit into tight gaps and 
yeah, just using their matchups, and, and, and they beat us um, on that particular drive for sure. All right, game one to two, what can you guys improve on the most, JoJo, and what can this team improve on the most? Well, one, as a team, we have to believe this can't – one game cannot sink our ship. Um, we cannot allow this one game to determine and to dictate the rest of our season. We have to use this game as fuel and, and really learn from it, like take a hard look in the mirror, each and every one of us, and as a collective, coaches and players, like as a football team, where, did, where could we have played our cards better? Where do we need to be better? And then on an individual basis, like – we just need to do our jobs. Everyone needs to be 100% tuned into their job and, and not try to do too much. And I think there's a little bit of that on Saturday and, and just being more disciplined and that, and that comes in, in our habits day to day. If you're not disciplined in, in everything that you do on Monday, you're not gonna be disciplined on Saturday. And we just, we're doubling down on that. We had the biggest accountability list today that we've had all fall camp. So I hope that's a step in the right direction and that, and that that feeling in our stomachs and that in our heart is we're just, we're just sick of it and that we, we do something to change it. Once uh, Illinois' quarterback got hurt, um, Brandon Peters, they did a lot of five-step drop early where you guys were getting after him. Did, did you see them just completely get away from that? And how big of an adjustment was that for the pass rush? Because early on in that game, they couldn't block you guys. Right. Yeah, they did. They were on their drop back pass. We were locking them down in the secondary, and, it, and we, there was a lot. There was coverage sacks, and we had dudes flying around up front. Once the backup came in, they weren't gonna allow him to go down. Um, they weren't gonna allow fate to be up to their third quarterback. So they they shortened down the playbook. They ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. Three step, three step, three step. They stayed ahead of the chains. They didn't really put themselves in third and long situations in the second half. And they they just outplayed us in the second half, really. You guys traveled, obviously. Um, you get, uh, first time this year on the road. Anything different about traveling this year, JoJo, compared to last year? I mean, I, last year you guys had to do those COVID tests, like right when you landed. There was no extra people on the trip. You had some extra people from the university, other people. I mean, what what was different about maybe traveling this year compared to a year ago? You know, not a – not a whole lot. The masks weren't as, you know, strict. Um, we didn't have to wear the N95 things on our face, um, which was really nice. But I get hot. Yeah. Other than that, it was pretty – it was the same. The biggest difference was the energy in the stadium. Were the fans – like, it felt like a movie. It felt like, felt like a dream. It felt like it was exactly where I was supposed to be. And I, f I feed off the energy in the stadium, and I know that's a big part of the game. And to have that back was surreal. Pre-game rituals, any of your teammates have just like a bizarre pre-game ritual? And you've been around six years, um, and you could even talk about a past guy if you want, but is there's like this guy drinks like a strawberry chocolate milk before? I mean, is there just something like random like that with any of your teammates you know of? You know, not really. I think you just see – I think people's personalities really come out pre-game with how they handle the situation. You got some guys that are loose, um, some guys that just need to move their body, that are that are dancing, that are singing along to their music, um, just to kind of get into that ebb and flow. And then other guys are, you know, headphones in, you know, just locked in, breathing really slow, not not moving a whole lot, and just dialed in. And I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I think it's just personality-wise, like how you prepare and 
how you like sit with yourself um, with the nerves and, and anxiousness in anticipation of the game. So nothing like crazy, but it is cool to see how everyone deals with the big moment. And final segment here, or final question of this first segment of the mailbag. You know, when there's a moment kind of like the um, Caleb Tanner late hit and, and the game turns on a 30-yard penalty, at least from the fans' perspective, they feel the wheels coming off and, and things go downhill. Do you get as on the field when these things happen? Like, do you guys get that feeling too when things start to the tide turns on something like that and a big play, a change happens? And how can you prevent those situations from affecting you guys going forward? Yeah, we call those catastrophic sequences. And it's where one bad thing leads to another bad thing and another bad thing. And it's just like an avalanche of, you know, momentum going the other way. And that was the turning point. And that's not on that. That just that shows where we're at. And it, we kind of fell back on that belief. And that I think that's what needs to change is is the belief around that catastrophic sequence is, OK, we messed up. Like, let's let's pump the brakes right now. Let's stop this train in its tracks right now and start going the other way and not allowing this thing to snowball and to keep going. And, you know, after that play, I wasn't like, oh, we're screwed. They're going to march down and score. But they they just have the momentum. Their playbook's wide open. Ours is shrinking. And same with the um, first series out of the, out of the half. Like, they, they had a plan of an attack, and we were on our heels. And when they kept coming, at, coming down our throat, we didn't adjust, um, obviously, the way we needed to. And... Is that technique-wise, scheme-wise, it's both. Like, everything's intertwined. We got to put ourselves in better positions to be successful, and we also got to win our one-on-one matchups to be successful. All right, when we come back, we'll continue the mailbag. You're listening here to The Beat with JoJo Doman. You're listening to The Beat with JoJo Doman, brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate. And we're back here, final segment of The Beat, as you heard, brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate. Your locally owned and operated insurance agency serving the heartland of Nebraska from Binkelman to Omaha and everywhere in between. And this final segment now, JoJo, of the beat is brought to you by S&W Fence. S&W Fence is your best defense in the game. Um, they've been voted best of Omaha the last four to five years. Um, they are your local Nebraska commercial and residential fencing contractor serving the greater Omaha area and Lincoln commercially. That's S&W Fence, a proud sponsor here of The Beat with JoJo Doman. All right, JoJo, let's pick up the mailbag here. Husker fans understandably want to write the season off after one game. I mean, I think everyone's like, oh, season's over. You guys lost Illinois. You know, this is the game you had to have to get to 3-0 and kind of build some morale. What sense do you get in the locker room after a game like that? Um, and what do you want to tell the fans regarding their feelings of the current season that have already hit the panic button after one week? Yeah. I guess first and foremost, understand that we feel the weight of this loss, um, not only for ourselves and, and the mission that we're on, but for Husker Nation and Husker Faithful. Like, we love you guys. It's why a lot of a lot of us chose here was because it means something to play for Nebraska and all the love and support and all the recruiting. Um, and, and now here we are. And it's just, it's tough because we want to win 
more more than you guys want to win. Um, and to be to be judged on one performance, I don't believe is fair. And so the vibe in the locker room is like we we let you we let our fan base down, we let ourselves down. We we got to change. We got to fix what needs to be fixed. We need to address what needs to be addressed, and we have to change. We have to. We got to get this thing going in the right direction, and it starts with one. It just starts with one, and it was supposed to be last Saturday, and it wasn't. And so, what are we going to do now? We can we can either give up and roll over, or we can or we can shift our focus to the next one and be like, okay, story's not not going the way we thought it would. We got to we got to write this bad boy another way, and that's what we're going to do. All right, uh, moving on here in the mailbag, JoJo. When you kind of feel the pressure of the game turning. How hard is it as a playmaker to not want to maybe take chances to make a play? And sometimes you see those chances maybe turn into mistakes, yeah, um, mental mistakes on special teams or um, just missing an assignment, missing a tackle because you're trying to make a play. Those moments are huge. I mean, there's only a few moments in a game where a game-changing play presents itself to each and every player. And, you know, I think – just being present in the moment, understanding your assets and liabilities in the technique and in the scheme that you're playing, and, and understanding what the offense um, is trying to do to you. So instead of thinking like, oh, like if they if they do this route, like I'm gonna pick it. Just thinking more like, yo, if he if he looks my way, I'm gonna expand because my my liability is outside of me and. Oh wait, it's two by two. They they run comeback seams. He's looking for that seam on, on underneath one on the curl flat. I got to get there. And it's kind of like allow your technique to bring you to the play rather than trying to visualize this play just falling into your lap and, and, and then guessing wrong. Um, always playing through your technique and, and anticipating and, and and reading your keys. Allow allow the offensive line to give you the run pass read. Allow the quarterback to tell you where the ball's going, and and not coming to a in, coming to a point where you're guessing out there try to make a big play because we all want to make those plays but you got to let them come to you all right jojo next question here when you're on a flight coming home from a game like illinois fan want to know what what are those flights like i mean is it just dead silence or guys just you know really reflecting on the lost opportunity or or what happened on the field yeah that flight was tough um that's not how we were anticipating headed home um, I think we were all, you know, on board with we're gonna we're gonna win this game. We're gonna find a way to win and get back to Lincoln and move on. And we went out there. We found a way to lose, and we got to do the same thing. We gotta we gotta move on, and we gotta we gotta really look. We gotta learn something from it. I know I know our coaches um, have learned something from it. Just their demeanor today at meetings, like. They're they're onto something and and rightfully so and and us players need to have the same sense of urgency. We do have the same sense of urgency, on, you know, this week. Like we we do not play you know and all this all that opponent, but we cannot take them lightly. And and matter of fact, it's not even about them. It's about us. Let's execute on every facet of the game. Let's let's play faster than than we've ever played, and let's prove to ourselves that we are who we think we are and that we can be everything that we still want to be. I got an interesting question here, Jojo. First of all. Do you know if you guys would have won the coin toss, were you going to defer and put the defense out there first? Yeah, we were. And so you guys lost the toss. But as a as a guy, I mean, do you always want to defer? I mean, as a defensive guy, you want you want to put it 
to the end zone, have them on the 25, get the three and out, and give your offense the ball at midfield? I mean, is that is that how you always would go? For sure. I like seeing uh, the offense first um, out of the gates. And they usually, you know, their first series or two is scripted um, pretty literally. And, and just they're giving you your best shots. They're giving you uh, their matchups. They, they're trying to take advantage of the defense that you're in, like off the rip. And usually what they go to in that first series or two is what they come back to the rest of the game. And, you know, regardless if it's if we're out there first or second, we we can learn a lot from what they're doing and the speed of play that they're playing at um, off the rip and just adjusting and making whatever game adjustments that need to be made on the sideline. All right, JoJo, another question here is about you. Um, you know, one of our um, subscribers on Husker Online noticed, he goes, you know, last year JoJo really didn't miss a snap in the game, rarely came off the field. Notice that you came off the field a little bit more. Um, was that by design? Did you Were you not feeling 100%? I mean, was it just how they were playing you personnel-wise? They were kind of changing up the schemes a little bit with different types of linebackers? Yeah, I think a lot goes into that. One, my health during fall camp, I've been nursing a hamstring, so I wasn't able to take every snap um, in fall camp. So with that being said, other guys had to step up. And um, our coaches, you know, you got to be able to trust the players out there. And, and if a guy's not available, like Gifford was saying earlier on the show, if you're not available, um, what what do you bring to the table? So um, they went with they went with CT and, and, and Nelson in the base package, which I believe in those guys and I support those guys. And I think once Illinois picked up on that, they started keying in on that. And you know that was their mo that was their motto, that was their game plan. So we, uh, whatever it was, I wish we could have adjusted to it better. And I think moving forward, we got to know that you know these teams that just want to run it down our throat might just run it to the boundary and and, and be able to put me in, in a different position to, to still be in the mix. Um, and then moving forward, also just being available in practice more consistently so that my coaches can trust me and, and know that I know what I'm doing and that I've repped it all week so that they can get me in on those packages that I kept running off the field for. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking for change in that aspect too. And it's going to come from me. It's got to come from the work I put in. All right. And final question about Fordham. First of all, do you know where Fordham's located? No. New York City. Oh, wow. And I gave you a couple of trivial facts about Fordham. <laughs> Denzel Washington went to Fordham. Okay. Vince Lombardi coached at Fordham. Wow. Fordham once played in a Sugar Bowl. Wow. Before NFL football, they were New York City's football team. Obviously, they're a uh, Patriot League team. Uh, but have you watched Fordham? Have you seen them much on film? I know from what I've read, they're going to probably try to throw the ball about 50 times in this game. Yeah. No, we uh, our film breakdowns actually tonight, so we recapped the game. Um, I've watched the game over a handful of times, so uh, my full attention and focus is going on Fordham, honestly, right after this podcast is over. And uh, whatever they give us, man, we, we, we're going to be ready for it. And we, we got something to prove this week. We got we to gotta play for ourselves. We got to play for respect this week, um, regardless, regardless of the opponent. Um, and I hope, I can only hope that, that we go out there and prove ourselves. All right, we'll get it done this week as Nebraska takes on Fordham. It's an 11 a.m. home opener in Memorial Stadium. Thanks for listening to The Beat with JoJo Doman, powered by Husker Online. Join us for another show next week, brought to you by Edgewater Insurance and Real Estate.